0: Juicy, juicy, crunchy,
1: crunchy, lettucey, lettucey, tacos,
0: tacos. tacos, mm. tacos. <laughs> I just can't mm. get enough tacos lately. Mm, Arjuna, buddy. and today this show is going to be full of tacos. We're going to be talking about beef tacos, shredded beef tacos, pulled pork tacos, and most importantly of all, the one and only Choco taco.
1: I, I'm salivating. I mean, I oh man, can't wait. <laughs> I'm like Pavlov's dog over here. <laughs> With that, welcome to the Winner Winner Podcast, guys—a
0: player unknowns battlegrounds podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Robin.
1: I'm the other one, Arjuna.
0: All right. So we got a little salivating, savory, savory, slimy primer there about tacos. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today.
1: Do we have anything else to talk about? Yeah, this is a little, little news in the uh, console world that we're going to oh. dip in briefly. That's about it. All right. Yeah, PUBG. PUBG Land's been a little quiet lately. They're just like yeah. settling into their middle age.
0: Yeah, no momentous... Uh, updates lately, No in the last week and he's out anyway, so
1: yeah, the the biggest thing that's happened in PUBG recently is uh, blackout, you know, so-
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which did we There's, talk about this on the show yet? We were talking about how they should be called fish dinners, the victories. Oh, well,
1: yeah, I was thinking fish tacos, actually. Yeah, yeah, fish tacos. you know yeah. I mean, what
0: yeah, why tacos?
1: Because fish tacos are delicious.
0: I, I love them.
1: Yeah. A yeah, little tilapia, a mm. little lime, some cilantro. Mm-mm.
0: I'll eat, like, mm, any kind baby. of taco lately. It's, like, is what I crave for lunch. But, um, yeah, no, someone was saying fish fish, anything really makes sense because cod. Cod. Right?
1: Cod. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. What what is like, classic cod meal, like, breaded cod, right? Fish and yeah. chips yeah he's caught in that yeah fish and
0: chips i mean really anything fish themed but i think we have to kind of get a standard here maybe we Uh, need to like pull the public and see what we should call these because the game is calling them uh
1: something like lame like victory yeah like you win yeah Mm. congratulations come on yeah hardly makes you salivate does it you know i'm not i'm not getting any Pavlov. Yeah, like there.
0: winning is is kind of abstract. Like I I don't I'm not an intellectual type. You know I need give me some dinner. You know give me some something greasy. I want something, something in my mouth. Yeah, some <laughs> gravy. I don't know this abstract nonsense.
1: Well, uh, in the meantime, we're going to put something in your ears here. Why don't we, uh Robin? Let's jump into our community segment. So we had a new Patreon recently by the name of Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, Kevin has given us a question, which I thought that you would enjoy, Robin. So I'm going to read this. Uh, Kevin says, in episode 42, while describing rumors of the snow map, you mentioned earth science and that rivers must flow downhill. Mm. I work as a geologist, and in addition to gaming, I whitewater kayak in my free Mm. time. Was I wrong
0: about rivers only going down? Oh,
1: he's he's going to blow you out of the water, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. Watch so out. It's... Watch out here. Shit. He said, Oregon has great rivers. Another Oregonian listener. I th- this is like a theme. I don't know, man. Like attracts like, I guess. Kevin continues, I always thought it'd be cool to see the PUBG developers introduce Gradient or even Rapids to the game's rivers. Cod has know. it decreasing the frame rate by about 25% probably, <laughs> no doubt. Adding obstacles to rivers would require you to navigate around rocks and waves similar to driving on land. Do you think we should add mm-hmm. obstacles to rivers? What do you think, Robin?
0: Absolutely. Um, I feel like such an asshole right now because all I can think about is <laughs> how Call of Duty Black Ops, the Blackout mode has rivers and they actually have current. And oh, they also they really? have obstacles in them. Yes. Wow. So if you just go into the river and just sit there, you drift downstream at like a meter every two seconds or so. Oh, uh, no way.
1: That's yeah. dope.
0: It's cool. Wow. And there's like a lot of underwater. It's like beautiful under there. It's like the colors are cool and there's rocks and you can still shoot underwater. So like you could literally go and like use underwater cover and battle if you want it. Wow. So,
1: Mm-hmm. Is SpongeBob down there?
0: That w- <laughs> if they go the Fortnite path of adding like really weird, quirky shit, there might be someday. But
1: oh, dude, know. I'll tell you what—if <laughs> they came out with a SpongeBob outfit in any of these games, I would easily drop ten bucks on that. Mm, no, noted. No question.
0: Yeah. Just well,
1: SpongeBob it up. I'm sure
0: all the COD developers are listening and are writing that down at this moment. <laughs>
1: I want an underwater map man that's what I want mm. maybe I just need to be playing that what's that game um, with the with the underwater harpoons and shit we talked about oh, it on the show
0: I know um, I think it's called Aqua Buggy Down Under Battlegrounds yeah. <laughs> 2000 <laughs> love it Aqua
1: Buggy Down Under
0: yeah it's Aqua Buggy Down Under's Battle Royale Battlegrounds
1: <laughs> 2000 yeah you know abbreviated to fishy sharky (laughs) that's now that's where you get a fucking fish dinner let me tell you yeah so um yeah anyway thanks for writing in kevin i i think it would be dope if there were more water play going on in this game i also think it'd be cool check this out so supposing there was an item you could find in the game that was like a rubber dinghy and it was inflatable so you'd put it in your backpack and then when you got to a river you'd like activate the item and it would take about 10 seconds to blow it up and then you could get in it and use it wouldn't that be dope
0: I'm sorry I was spacing out <laughs>
1: that's cool <laughs> a just long day man pro- yeah it that's has trendy, been a long just my day um, I'm, I'm a little tired too me too, man. I, th- yeah. I think
0: my ideas on this show are going to be a little weird. They're going to be a be little honest. flat. Yeah, you might have yeah. to like check my logic here
1: and there. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we're going deep, folks. Going deep today. <laughs> uh, straight from the adult lives of Robin and Arjuna. Uh, yeah. What were you saying? But Sorry. I'm listening. I, yeah, I was just, I was talking about tacos and Spongebob. Uh-huh crusty crab yeah and uh yeah basically (laughs) we uh (laughs) basically david hasselhoff i mean that's it man that's all i have to say don't hassle glad
0: Glad we got there
1: (laughs) all right um (laughs) sorry about that kevin (laughs) <laughs> really made a pig's ass of your question. So
0: this Kevin guy, he sounds pretty cool. He's yeah, anologist. Kevin, you sound he cool, man. Uh,
1: hit hit us up. Let's let's go white water us Play water some games some with time. you, man.
0: Yeah, let's. Yeah. And also, do you? It sounds like you might live in Oregon. You you like our rivers? Yeah. I don't know if that means you live here or not. You probably don't. But if you do,
1: nah, you no, know, don't we, don't come to any conclusions. We yeah. live
0: in the same state, and I like geology. I like it quite a bit. So we yeah, should go hiking. Let's go on a hike.
1: Awesome. All right, so uh, in let's talk about some current events. Okay. Um, so after a pretty epic debate last week about mouse and keyboard on the Xbox, just, I mean, this just could not have been more perfectly timed, but the Xbox officially announced mouse and keyboard support for their console. So, you know, naturally, this just throws a a big old armful of wood on the fire of this discussion. And uh, the the short version of it is it's going to be available as a developer option. Mm-hmm. The, the dude who made a statement about it has said it's actually going to be disabled by default in all games mm-hmm. and developers who want to can selectively enable it. So, you know, so, so basically their Xbox is saying, okay, now this is a thing you can do it, but we're gonna, we're washing our hands of any responsibility for what actually happens after that. Like they're putting it on the devs to kind of decide what they want to do about it. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Now it's you know there's a long and philosophical discussion which we're not going to get into at the moment about what makes a console a console and what might the implications of this be or that be. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. I feel like this the writing's been on the wall forever with this and so th- the fact that it's now official I can actually kind of relax about it because I feel like you know, it's been it's been in the back of my mind for a long time. Like, when are they going to do it? And how, how can we have a functional conversation around this until they've done it? And so now they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like... It, I'm hoping it leads to clarity and that publishers take advantage of the official support and either officially support it in their games or officially put it in the rules that it's not allowed i think that would help and that that'll have to like happen over time i doubt anyone's like writing their rule books right now because things do take time turns out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah so hopefully down the pipe we will see some clarity from PUBG. that is
1: yeah i do think that it kind of puts the onus on PUBG Corp. co-op it turns up the heat mm-hmm. on them as far yep. as what they're gonna do about it so i like that it's a good thing yep Gonna force their hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, just to throw a little bit more fuel on this fire, um PS4 is has officially announced that it's moving into crossplay, and mm. Fortnite is one of the test runs. So Fortnite is currently in open beta crossplay, and mm-hmm. just about every freaking platform you can play Fortnite on is in there. Yeah. So I mean, what's it, like you can do mobile, PC, Xbox, wild. Dude, it's that freaking crazy, It's
0: wild to me. Like yeah. I I can't believe, I mean, the, to me and playing PUBG on a phone on the in the same lobby as people on PC is just insane. <laughs> like And so the idea just, of Fortnite doing it. I mean, the the game is different, granted, but uh I don't think it's it doesn't really have grass and things like that. It's kind of more like flat textures, right, for landscape generally? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: it's definitely most simplistically rendered game.
0: hmm mm-hmm. But still, you know, there's a lot of distance to cover. There's a lot of, there's heavy draw distances for the graphics and for players and competing. <laughs> I was just telling you before we recorded Arjuna, like I think people are going to feel pressure to kind of upgrade to better and better systems if they're playing against people who are you know, on a PC with mouse and keyboard. It's either going to push them to get mouse and keyboard if they're kind of serious about the game and want to win, or it's going to push people off their phones onto consoles, you know? There's kind of mm-hmm. this. But, or it just, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to tell exactly what the ramifications of this are going to be. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, you know... Uh, d- the more that they add like mobile versions of games, and the you know the more that they're duplicating games across platforms, it just starts to beg all kinds of questions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it feels a little bit inevitable, and I think what we're say, we're seeing is these kind of gradual sea changes in the conventions of of how games are played and. Uh, And I think that we're seeing that right now in the Xbox community is a lot of people who are kind of poo-pooing this decision like, you know, like, not my Xbox, you know. There's like maybe this kind of like make Xbox great again kind of attitude going on. (laughs) Um, You know, people (laughs) basically just don't, they're they're not into it. You know, for them, the mouse and the keyboard Mm. is antithetical to what the Xbox Mm. is all about. Mm -hmm. But the 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 fact remains that these platforms are shifting, and so you know oh, I, yeah. they're just they're not going to look the same next year that they did this year, and in ten years, who knows what they're going to look like. right. So you know it's not it's not going to stay the same. Things are going to change. You know, who knows when VR is going to show up and just like turn everything upside down? hmm so anyway, it's an interesting time for sure yeah so uh yeah stay tuned we'll have an episode dropping by our xbox corner uh probably shortly after you download this one you'll be able to download that one and they're gonna go deep on this so i'm really looking forward to listening to that yeah me too cool all right well that transitions us into our main topic so we did, a little while back, we did an episode that was all about watching Shroud play PUBG and trying to glean whatever we could from his play style and just watching him play. And so, you know, now we've turned our attention to the person I would consider to be probably the second best streamer in terms mm-hmm. of skill, which is obviously Chaco Taco.
0: Yeah. I man. he he just did a pistol game the other day, and he took someone down, and they're like, "It was an honor." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome, dude. People
0: never say that when
1: I kill them. No. You know? Yeah, what do they say when you kill them? Fucking pussy. Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Took yeah, her jobs. Yeah,
0: nothing like that. Maybe I'll start doing that when I get killed. It was an honor. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have so much respect for you. Okay. So um, yeah, Taco Taco. I mean, he's great. If you haven't watched him, you definitely should start watching him. He. I know that there was a period where he was number one in North America. Mm-hmm. And un- I have to say, unlike Shroud or Doctor Disrespect, some of these other people. One of the things I've noticed in general about Chaco's play is that Chaco's like a... I mean, he has fun. He definitely does ballsy things. It's not that he's not entertaining to watch, but he definitely has more of a like play-to-win style, mm-hmm. and he's, he's a bit more of a try-hard, and I think that that's one of the reasons a lot of people like watching him, is because you you have a fair assessment that when you watch Chaco play, he's going to use strategy that's actually going to... You know, that if you learn from it, you're probably going to get better at the game. Whereas if you watch someone like Shroud or The Dark, it's just a bit more like just frag mm-hmm. after frag after frag.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know? It's it's really hard to actually watch these videos and tease out what they're doing, I've noticed. Like some things you pick up on, but... The more you watch them, the more you realize you're, you're missing stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. there's so many little decisions that people make that it's easy to take for granted as a viewer. But we're gonna try to tease it apart here a little bit. You know, I, I want to note that while I've observed a lot of do's and good things, I also observed some things that I was like, "Why did he do that?" And how is he not dead? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he won the game that we he won the game in the video that we're gonna be talking about, and so you know i can't really wag my finger too hard
1: yeah with 23 kills Taka. no less you know so he's I like know, he's exactly. doing something right
0: he's doing a lot of things right yeah, yeah. there there yeah. were some decisions he made that made me kind of like scratch my head like well and we'll talk about those
1: yeah but so for the
0: most part amazingly ga- amazingly played game
1: yeah. yeah yeah very very clean overall so um just for you know if you guys want to watch along this video or maybe watch it and then listen to our commentary the name of this video you can find it on youtube and it is barrel forward slash awm 23 kill choco taco solo PUBG game recap is the name of the video so we'll put the link to that in the show notes as well to make it easy for you Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's you know it's like a good little 20 minute video and there's a lot here. So Robin, uh, we, what were some of the big themes that were going on in this video that you want us to like focus on?
0: Yeah, I was trying to think about that. So the things I was trying to pay attention to throughout the video were positioning was something I figured we should pay attention to regardless. And um, we'll be kind of noting that as we go through the the game. And then some of the others would be like tactics, his weapon choices, which is obvious, um, movement. And this is one that we haven't talked a lot about, but recon and Mm. observing. Yeah. And the way that he does that. Also going to be talking about his patience and kind of his decisions kind of not to go sometimes Mm -hmm. and being cool-headed and... All of that. So as we go through this stuff, we're going to try to like tie those themes in. So yeah, should we get into it?
1: Let's do it, man. Let's right.
0: start off. So he he lands in hacienda, and the video starts with him just like loading a shotgun and flooring somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty and right off the bat, I'm sure you guys know hacienda. So there's a spot, kind of. I I don't want to say central because the courtyard is central, but it's the biggest part of the interior on the south side, and there's this um, two-tiered stair set, right? Like, it goes up half a floor and then has a landing and then goes up another flight to the second floor. And he kind of is squirreling around this area, around the stairs, up and down, quite a bit in the first couple of minutes of the game, trying to listen for other players and just trying to hold different corners and positions where basically anyone who's he's going to run into is going to be right in front of him. Um, And I noticed you noted here, Arjuna and I noticed this too, that wherever he suspects somebody is and he's talking out loud, like, Oh, I hear them over there. I think they're going this way or I think they jumped outside. And he's always aiming directly at the, just next to the doorway or next to the corner of the hallway where he thinks someone's going to be coming. Right. So like, he's not looking into the middle of the room and ready to snap to any doorway. He's, he knows exactly what doorway they're going to be coming from if they come and he's ready to fire at that spot, which I think is like, it's kind of a, a shortcut around the aiming thing.
1: (laughs) It's true. Actually, it is like,
0: you don't have to be good at aiming if you know where they're going to be. Right. Like you have seconds to line it up, you line it up and then you wait. Um, and that's, that's a hack for And that comes with map awareness and it comes with situational awareness. But, you know, using it actively all the time is going to save you. Save you. Yeah, that's, you're going to land those shots.
1: Know, so. That's a really good point, man. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's one that it's easy to miss when you're watching people play is that the, the closer you start to where someone is, the less work you have to do to actually get your reticle onto them yeah and it's it's really you know uh something that else that stood out to me about charco and definitely I notice about all of the good players I watch is that his his play is very efficient. like he's hmm. always taking like the how do I say it like like where he's focusing his attention, where he's aiming, like the way that he approaches the fights. Is he's like always like shaving off these little inefficiencies to either like get there quicker or anticipate where someone's going to be. I just Mm -hmm. notice that Chaco in particular is very attentive to those little things.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a good observation. Yeah. Efficiency. (laughs) It's just like, what is the quickest way I can bring this fight to an end? Yeah.
1: Yeah. While at the same time, so another thing I notice, it's it's really fun to watch him play these first encounters because he gets about four kills in pretty rapid succession. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I notice is that he and you you really noted this, and it's so true that he is so squirrely. So, mm-hmm. like I've noticed, a player like Shroud, for instance, seems to be like. He's almost just like, um, how do I end this fight? It actually is kind of like you were saying, like how do I end this fight as quickly as I can? But I feel like mm-hmm. Shroud's more likely to push people. He's more likely to just be like, in your face, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that Chaco has this amazing patience. That mm-hmm. that's one of the main things I noticed throughout this whole game. Like you know, you see here at Hacienda, there's like someone around the corner, and he'll like peek the corner, and then he'll run away into the other room and then he'll Mm -hmm. run back and peek the corner again and then he'll run away
0: well i i I think i know what part you're talking about he was peeking the upstairs hallway on a guy that went into a doorway and i think he kept squirreling into a side room to take cover and i think it's because he was listening to people downstairs and he wasn't sure when they were going to flank him on the stairs and so yeah he kept doing stuff like that he's his audio awareness is insane. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know how people do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Totally. <amazing. laughs> You'd think
0: it would be second nature, but to me, I'm always second guessing what I hear, especially direction in this game. Yeah. me so, too. So I don't know if these guys like, and I've seen this with other top players, they seem to process the sound from the game in a way that gives them absolute certainty about what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: And I definitely haven't been able to achieve that. Um, with my own setup and it, you know it might just be my own listening but it, it also might be how loud things are
1: <laughs> yeah. i tried to
0: crank my sound recently and i was blowing my ears out in solos just like oh it was rough
1: <laughs> i wonder that is something i wonder about whether some of these pro players are just willing to totally blow themselves out you know i yeah i, I want to do an episode on this and i've been
0: probing in the discord about it but um i, I do want to talk about I want to revisit the issue of compression in the game, mm-hmm. and also just sound issues in general. But yeah, yeah. I
1: anyway. I use compression. You do. I do. Yeah. So I can I can talk about it. I don't I don't. Let's just
0: talk about it. You want to just talk about it now, quick? Um. Well, we let's just give it. a brief
1: overview. So what compression yeah. does basically is it takes the peaks of your audio and it quiets them down. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of people will talk about how it, it brings the quiet sounds up, which is technically not true. Oh, however, okay. however, what it allows you to do is it, it allows you to, it, what it does do is quiet the louder sounds, and so you can turn your volume up, and it makes the quieter stuff more audible, and it makes the loud stuff less loud in relation to the quiet stuff. So basically what you're doing is you're reducing the dynamic range of the sound.
0: Mm.
1: Now, Mm -hmm. this has pros and cons. Um, One of the cons is that uh, it can actually make it harder to tell how far away someone is. So you might... You know, especially if you have a really extreme compression, you might hear someone's footsteps at about the same volume, twenty meters away that you do very, very close to you. Mm. So it's not it's not necessarily a tactical advantage. People think well, about. Well, it
0: should still be on like a gradient, though, right? Like if their steps twenty feet loud are louder than they were before when yes. they were twenty feet away, but. They shouldn't be louder than someone's footsteps who are five feet away from you. Yeah. Even. In theory, but it's closer. You're saying it's closer it's, and harder to distinguish. It, yeah,
1: it reduces the range between those two things. And so yeah. it definitely, I've noticed, and with gunshots, for example. So the, the reason I do this has nothing to do with getting an edge in the game. The reason I do this is because I have sensitive ears that get hurt really easily. Mm. And so um, I I didn't use this for a while but then i noticed that like my ears were starting to hurt uh playing mm-hmm. the game and that's when i started looking into it because the i mean the volume balancing in this game is the worst of any video game i've ever played in my life mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. like this is the only game i've ever played where you have to routinely mute the fucking game because it's too loud and it's hurting your ears <laughs> you know it's awful it's awful mm, like i, I, I yeah. i'm pissed that i'm driven to do this right yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I, I would think about it. It's not, I don't think about it as like trying to gain an advantage or hear footsteps, things like that. I think about it more like I'm just trying to get the game to like a reasonable balance of audio so that I don't have to hurt myself to like hear things. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I, I, I probably
0: would be using it for an advantage, which w- would, brings up an ethical quandary which we should get into in a different episode yeah (laughs) well that's it it's it's just (laughs) if i decide to do it i'll definitely be talking
1: about it on the show yeah it's another one of these you know just like so many things we've been talking about lately it's like does it give you an edge or is it cheating right yeah so um Mm -hmm. yeah good good to know but like a lot of these other questions it shouldn't fucking have to happen you know what i mean it's just Mm. like if this game here's the thing if this game and the audio was designed in a smart way it would be it would be like everyone would have the nice compression and everyone would be on the same level and it would just be a better game right Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not that hard to do because other shooters have done it really successfully in the past like playing blackout i was like you know, the difference between the gun volume and the walking volume is just narrower in this game, you know? Mm-hmm. And it works fine. It works just fine. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little soapbox about audio design. Yeah. I've, just, I've never played another shooter that forced me to have to do this.
0: It does sound like compression might give you an edge in any shooter, though, because you're always going to be able to crank up the volume without blowing your ears out at the louder sounds, right? If yeah. you compress it. So and that's I would think that'd be an advantage even in something that's well balanced like Call of Duty cuz you're still going to be able to hear those footsteps a little bit louder than you would have without hurting your ears when someone shoots
1: well, a shotgun in your face. I want to reiterate though that there are costs, there are costs of compression. So you mm. you it affects the stereo field and it the, the sound in the game is designed, there's a lot of cues that have to do with volume that subtly tell your brain like where things are and how far away they are. And okay. as soon as you start messing with that balance, you, you start to lose accuracy. So it's okay. great for footsteps, it's terrible for, for like hearing shots far away.
0: Hmm. So, like, like echolocation type, yes. like hearing direction. There's definitely
1: Ooh. a cost.
0: See, I was just saying, I struggle with that already. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, you've got to if if yeah, we can talk about another episode, okay. but you've got to okay. yeah, we're tweak it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to tweak it. Okay. So, anyway, so um, so yeah, so he's fighting at hacienda, and um, so yeah, I noticed that in addition to just running around a lot and being really mobile. I noticed that another thing that Chaco is really good at is uh, crouching and standing and going prone. Mm. Like, he's he's just... He's doing whatever he can to be unpredictable and to make himself difficult to hit. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just... it It really stands out to me with his play in particular. Like, he's so... I just... If you watch him play, you notice that like in every fight, you're like, oh, he killed that person while he was crouched. Oh, that person he was prone. You know, like Mm -hmm. he's just Mm -hmm. not he's not getting into a routine about how he does it, which is really
0: cool. I noticed that when he was looting at one point. He was looting kind of out in the open in the desert. And it's I normally will squirrel around a little bit with WASD, just so I'm not in one spot but he was going he was doing that kind of going in circles and left and right and back and forth and all of that and then he was also intermittently crouching while he was doing it
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 like that kind of attention to detail that like uh-huh you know is it separates out like the really hardcore players yeah yeah
0: yeah like if you see someone moving in figure 8 and crouching at the same time on a on a loot crate you might
1: as well just go the other way. Yeah, just <laughs> pick another fight, man. You know? If they're sitting still, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Take the shot. <laughs> totally. So let, let's let talk about that. So he leaves Hacienda, and he gets on a bike, and he starts actually playing pretty recklessly at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy that we're talking about that he loots out in the open, this really raised my eyebrows, man, because he's driving along, And he, uh, this guy starts shooting at him and he jumps off his bike and just hip fires the guy from like, yeah, it's like, what, like 30 meters or something. Yeah. And And he's
0: already like, he's at basically half health when he starts this battle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just like, I feel like I never, ever, ever, ever get away with that in this game. Exactly.
0: But he was also aiming. He was doing the soft aim
1: oh okay so it wasn't just yeah. the straight he never
0: would have pulled that off if he was just hip fire okay
1: but all right yeah he was
0: soft i could tell his reticle closed his reticle was a little more closed than it would have been yeah um so but still i thought that was pretty ballsy i'm wondering if he didn't mention it so no. I, I think he did it on purpose if he didn't mean to do it he would have been like oh crap i soft aimed right but um yeah so i i was surprised at that too honestly because right. this is one of those things where, like, if he had messed that up, in hindsight, I would have said, see, he soft-aimed, that was a mistake. Yeah. He, he should have aimed down sight. But Agreed. aiming down sight would have cost him, what, I don't know, a little tiny bit more time? fraction
1: of a second, yeah.
0: Yeah. And... You know, I don't know. I don't I don't even use soft aim, so I can't really speak to it. But well I see a lot of pros like using it.
1: I that's that's another thing I noticed about Chaco in particular is that he uses Mm -hmm. soft aim a lot in this round. And Mm -hmm. and always to success, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that he knows something that we don't about this. So I think I think that he has practiced it to know the effective range of all of these different things. Yeah. And um it's really I think it's just another example of how this game has a lot of little ways to gain an edge, and that's one of them. Yeah. Is is knowing the effective hip fire, soft aim, and ADS ranges for the different weapons that you use. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean
0: the way that he's using it, it basically looks like Counter Strike aim. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah. maybe maybe I need to remap my aiming and ads keys
1: it's one of those things where if you start imitating him in that way you're probably going to get killed a lot right but Mm. if you make a study of it if you say this evening you know i'm just gonna practice soft aiming a lot and i'm gonna try to learn about it Mm -hmm. then it will improve your game and I remember when I started playing this game I wasn't used to the ADS mechanic in shooters because I just hadn't ever played another game that really relied on it and uh, it took me a really long time to get in the habit of ADSing and but I remember that I picked up soft aim very quickly so I was using it a lot and I was dying a lot because you know it's really not good for range but I did notice that there were, there were certain encounters where the soft aim was perfect. And mm. um, mm-hmm. it really, yeah, it shouldn't be discounted. hmm Yeah.
0: Maybe I'll just deactivate ADS and just put, put my mouse to soft aim. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm surprised that it hasn't been a challenge yet that, that people have tried just oh the soft aim
1: challenge yeah oh damn well that sounds kind of fun that's this week's winner winner podcast challenge y'all soft Mm -hmm. aim only wow there you go (laughs) So, all right. So basically, Chaco has this period where he's driving around and he's periodically, you know, jumping out of his vehicle and killing people. And um, there are a few kills that I think aren't that, they're just like not really that notable that he makes. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about this kill that he makes at 620, because I thought that was pretty interesting. This was
0: maybe the most impressive kill of the game. Uh, And we're only six minutes and 20 (laughs) seconds in. But when I first watched it, I was like, what the hell? How did he know that guy was? Yeah. How did he see that guy? Right. There's no way he could have seen this guy. Yeah. So what's happening, he's basically, we're going Southwest from Hacienda, I think. Um, At least that's where the circles go. So he's cruising down the highway. And as he's getting close to the next circle, he's out of the blue zone, but not quite to the white circle yet. And, So he he knows, I think what he's doing is he's deducing like, okay, there's going to be circle huggers here and I need to find them. And so what he starts doing as he's driving down the highway at full speed is he starts hard looking right and left alternately. And he especially is scrutinizing little objects that he's driving by, which honestly, I didn't even catch. Like, I didn't catch that that is what he was doing when I first watched this because he's just doing it so fast. You think he's just like, yeah. Look, you think he's just, like, looking at the landscape and figuring things out? Right. He's actually... I, I'm just deducing this, but he's... What I think he's doing is he's actually checking behind these all these objects that he's passing because he, he knows that there's going to be people, like, in this zone, probably. Yeah. Right? Coming from the middle of the map, heading towards Circle, and they haven't gone into the White Circle yet because they're kind of camping it out. And he just abruptly pulls his truck over, switches seats to the passenger side, jumps out, goes to the front bumper... Sites a guy behind a rock and kills him in like three seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> He's like 50 feet behind him from where he just came. So this guy had been, as he was driving down the highway, this guy, the rock was on the left side of the road and the guy was on the far side of it. And so that's why I was like, what, how did he do this? And he could just barely spot him as he was doing this hard looking right and left. And when you go back and when I rewinded it and watched it again, a couple of times I was like, Oh yeah, I guess if I was looking for that, I would have seen him, but I wasn't. (laughs) So it was pretty
1: impressive. Yeah, it is pretty impressive. So what I liked about this so much as well, not only did he see the guy, but he did this smart thing where he kept rolling and it was just, it was like act casual and he does it so casually he's just talking to his stream, and he's just like like nothing's happening and all of a sudden he just pulls over and jumps out and kills a guy and it was really smart because he he switches to his m sixteen which has a six x on it and he and like he he jumps out a ways down the road, and I think the reason for that is like. If you stop your car right next to someone who's standing right next to the road, they're going to spray you down, right? Mm-hmm. And so he gave himself enough distance to where he wasn't just going to get like sprayed out of the car right away, right? And then, yeah. but it was still close enough that he had like a really easy shot to line up with his six X scope. Mm-hmm. And the person just didn't—they just didn't see it coming. They didn't think he was going to do that, right? They didn't even get a shot off. No, yeah. no, they didn't. So, and he comments on that. He's like, you know, oh, I, I just let that guy think that I hadn't seen him. So, the, the way that he just so casually pulls that off was pretty awesome, I thought. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he didn't go too far down. He probably went, like, another 30 feet after seeing him, which isn't very far if you're going high speed, and then was like, hit the brakes. He, and just that, the technical skill of stopping quickly switching seats jumping out like all of that that part right there i think is actually pretty tricky um i don't know what he has is like seats mapped to but i notice these guys tend to get to the seat they want to really quickly um i'm fairly fast at it but not like lightning quick like Chaco or fuglet or anyone so I agree. I don't know. It's just, I wonder. It's like a control two is like not when I'm trying to W A S D, it's not that bad, but it's not I'm not lightning quick. I guess if I played the game as much as they do, I would be.
1: Maybe so. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. another skill to build, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so there's another thing that I noticed um that the very soon after this, he gets another kill. He's driving in and someone else starts shooting at him. And he's down in the road by Picado and there's this person up in the hills who's taking pot shots at him so he he turns around and drives up the hill and you know he's like he he gets up there like he's he's ready for the encounter and I noticed that he does something which I've been incorporating into my game and again it's so casual you just wouldn't really notice it but he jumps out of the car he runs up the hill and when he's Close to the crest, he starts walking. And it's just so clear to see in this clip how it brings mm. his gun up and it gets his reticle ready. And so... Mm. Like control walking? Like no. holding control? No. no, Just he, like not running. He not just sprinting. stops sprinting, right? Yeah. And so the reason for that is is that his weapon is up and ready to fire in case that person is pushing him over the crest of the hill, right? Mm-hmm. So he comes over the crest of the hill, he sees the person, he fires off a spray, the person runs out of his view, he runs, and then again, right as he's about to hit the crest of the hill, he stops running and lets his gun come up again. And so yeah. it's just like, it's, it's a little thing, but mm-hmm. it just gives him extra time And especially if the person does something tricky, like doubles back on him and pushes him all of a sudden, he's ready for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I also noticed that most of these like similar encounters on this game, he'll like hit someone a couple times and then they get behind a hill or something. And then they always go into retreat mode. And so he's kind of, sometimes he protects himself against a rush. Like in that case, he would have been ready had they rushed, but it's just interesting to see that when people get damaged, they tend to try to get away. Yeah. It's like sudden the fight or flight response has triggered them to go because they've been damaged. (laughs) They've been injured. So they're like, ah, get me out of here. So it's a good thing. If you're, you know, I, I definitely have rushed prematurely though, when I do injure people, but, um, Generally, I think it's a decent rule. If you've injured somebody, um, kind of treat it like you have the advantage and especially the psychological one, right? And they might be on the retreat or they might hold their ground and you better be ready for that too. So
1: yeah, yeah, let's well, it's part of the cat and mouse of this game, you know? Yeah, it's really and I noticed that good actually, you know, I, I keep talking about shroud, but he's just so good at this game. One of the reasons Shroud wins his firefights a lot is that he almost never retreats. And so Mm. people will get him down to like 5% health and he's still just like peeking and shooting. And (laughs) I've seen it so many times where someone's like, oh, he's so low, I'm going to push him. And he's like... I'm ready for you, motherfucker. <laughs> he just takes well, yeah. him out.
0: Yeah. No, you're so. right. Like I'm, I get hit once, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stop and take painkillers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't push, please. Like. <laughs> let's. Oh, just... I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna just hang out behind this rock and throw some nades for a little bit, and they're yeah. like,
1: let's all just calm down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> all right. So what happens next, Robin? All right. So
0: that was the hill encounter. So. He ends up going straight to the middle of the circle. The circle's still big at this point. It's like two kilometers or so, and maybe bigger. He just decides to go to the church, kind of in the southwest part of the map. And there's a crate parked, like a big airdrop crate, right downhill of the church. It's totally exposed to the church. And he's like, well, either they already got it, or... Um, I can't remember what he says, but he's kind of like thinking it probably won't have anything in it. He, park, he parks his truck at it, starts looting it. It's an arm, So he's like, all right, great. Up to this point, he had been using an M16 and a barrel, and his M16 was his stand-in for a sniper or a DMR because he just hadn't found one yet. And he's killed like 10 people and somehow still hadn't found a DMR after killing them and looting Hacienda. So if it tells you something about the loot tables right now in Miramar... You know, it does me.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: just insane to me. But finally, 10 kills in, uh, finds an airdrop, gets the arm, and he starts coming under fire from somebody up on the roof. And this was one of the this is one of the points where I'm like, I actually don't understand why he did this. Um so he starts taking fire, he loads the arm up, and he could have just kind of peeked the top of his truck that he parked near the crate and he's just east of the church he's in this little valley on the other side of the road east of the church and what he does instead is he runs out to the right of the truck to the north while facing the church he gets about eight feet exposed and then spots the guy in the tower window of the church and after like a couple of like squatting and unsquatting he had to unsquat to actually shoot over the hill he headshots the guy but I was just kind of bemused here that he decided to kind of go out and use the hill cover as opposed to the truck. because
1: um, I, I, th- I think it exposed him more. but yeah, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a rough moment in his game for sure. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges it actually. He's like, oh man, if that, if that guy hadn't been a potato, I'd probably be dead right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder if he had a plan to kind of use the valley to get out of there. And then spotted him and decided to engage, but I don't
1: know. Um, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Well, so what he does next is like classic Chaco Taco. So I remember, like in one of the very first videos of Chacos that I watched, he outlined this strategy, which, as far as I can tell, he still likes a lot, and which is like he he plays King of the Hill. And so in this case, it's actually quite mm. literally he's on top of the church, on top of the hill. It's the highest point around. But, but regardless, what he likes to do is he likes to get into the center of the circle or somewhere very well positioned, you know, somewhere near the center of the circle. And he likes to get a snip and he likes to just control that position basically for as long as he can. And it's not that he never leaves there, but it's like he makes it his base and he constantly returns to it. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. he spends a good, like, at least five minutes hanging out on top of this hill on the church and just gets a shitload of kills. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um yeah, like, you know, someone drives by in a car and he takes them out shooting, like, pretty much an entire magazine of his barrel at them. Yeah, there was one point a
0: car drove by. He unloads, the, he shoots an arm shot, misses, unloads the barrel, reloads it, and then single taps them with the barrel as they're, they're like 175 meters away yeah. at this point. <laughs>
1: yeah it just it seemed like and they he totally just like got in the he way. does a
0: few single taps and lands the last one like he's already starting to turn away when the bullet lands on the guy and kills him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like oh i got him yeah <laughs> that's awesome he was surprised too it was it was quite a shot but right yeah the i've never tried to single tap the
1: barrel like that it was interesting <laughs> yeah he does a fair amount of that which is cool mm-hmm so This is, at this point in the game, this is when I really started to notice this point that I made above about game management. So one thing that I've noticed Chaco does, maybe better than anyone else I've seen, is he is really good at taking the long view of a game. And so it's around 9 minutes and 30 seconds, he's taking fire from someone to the north. And he doesn't know where they are and he he gets hit a couple of times. Mm. And rather mm-hmm. than like have his pride or his streamer, you know, like, oh, I'm going to fuck this guy up or whatever, he's just like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm just going to forget about this person for a while. And the the interesting thing is that he doesn't actually forget about them, though. It's like he, he just like tucks it away in his mind there's someone there and I'll come back to them. And he's... It's not that he's a coward and that he doesn't think that he can take the fight. It's more just that he's like, if I leave for a while, this person's probably going to reposition and it's probably going to help me to find them and it's going to give me a better chance of winning the fight. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's next level to me. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he doesn't, uh, yeah, he just doesn't tunnel vision at all. Like Chaco's Mm -hmm. really amazing at like, Maintaining his awareness throughout these different situations. Right. Right. Even during a firefight. Yeah. He
0: doesn't tunnel vision. He's still thinking about who's around him, which to me, I'm like 120% focused <laughs> on the guy I'm trying to kill. Totally. You know, it's not like oh, yeah. 60%. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about this guy a little, who I'm trying to line shots up on. I'm also, you know, and thinking about these other two guys that might be behind me. No, I'm just focusing on this guy. And, um, Yeah, yeah. so that was cool. So yeah, he does kind of like roam around on the roof and check out other directions after he can't figure out where that guy to the north is. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's see. And then it's cool because he does a similar thing at about uh, 10, 10 and a half minutes. Um, There's a guy behind a rock that he's been kind of having a firefight with a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's actually interesting because he, he has this person somewhat pinned. Like, you know, like he was probably going to win that fight. Like he has an AWM, this person's pinned behind a rock. Just that person has no advantage, right? Mm-hmm. But just like, like it's nothing, he just walks away from that fight because mm-hmm. someone pulls up to his compound in a, in a motorcycle. Right. Um, which, again, was just, just so baller.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't notice that the first time I watched it either. And then, and this, when I saw it the second time, he just like, I'm like wondering when he's going to line the shot up. Like he misses a headshot on the guy, right? Like he, the guy peaked, he misses. So I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to wait for the next one and try to get it. Like, that's what I was thinking. He just suddenly turned around, jumps off the roof. And heads toward the other side of the compound. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. And he's trying to sniff out the guy that just got there. Because he doesn't want... You know, if you're trying to fight people, like, 300 meters to the north, there's another guy 50 meters southeast, and you've got a guy in your compound within 100 meters to the west, like, you don't want to have to think about that. No. Like, you want to take him out. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And this guy, the other guy didn't have the advantage. He didn't know he was up there probably... Um, so he was thinking he's going to move in, kind of catch him by surprise. Totally. So this is the one where he missed the roof jump. And I can't remember. I can't remember how the fight went. I don't think it was very, Oh yeah. Wait, this was the one. So the guy lands kind of Northwest of the compound where the church is just over the hill. And he lands a couple of spray shots on him and the guy starts running away westward kind of behind this hill and so he starts running west toward the guy. And it, you couldn't tell when he shot him, he kind of turned a little and you couldn't tell if the guy was going to double back. But Chaco switches to a grenade while charging, tosses it over the hill, switches back to his barrel, and the nade just nailed the guy as he was retreating, which was a really nice nade. Yeah. Like, very well nade. estimated. Mm-hmm. And might have even been, I think, assuming the guy was retreating along the most logical path, it was perfect. Had the guy charged, Chaco might have been cut short here. because um, he was moving toward him, and had the guy chose to to push, he could have been caught short. Yeah, like with while while putting the grenade away and would have just been totally unprepared for a close range fight, but that's not what happened. <laughs>
1: he got him. Yeah. So yeah. It's it is mm-hmm. interesting though, like the decision when to nade versus when not to. I've noticed mm-hmm. like as much as the pros will have good technique and not expose themselves too much, they they still take a big risk every time they throw a nade. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes from this understanding of human nature. You know, like, I just nailed this person. They're going to be retreating. They're almost certainly not going to push me. So I have time to cock up this nade and cook it and throw it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a right, total judgment he, call. Yeah.
0: Right, it is. He landed two hits on the guy, and I think this might be part of the magic of Shroud, not like retreating. Right, of him always fighting in those situations is it's the logical thing to do. Is the logical thing is to stop fighting and to health up, um, unless you're Shroud, and then you just out and the guy, and they think you're going to be in this like retreat situation and then suddenly you're peeking and just unloading right when they're trying to, they're like they might be in a full sprint if you're in a full sprint at somebody who you think is in retreat and they peek and spray you down like it's very hard to stop aim and, and
1: <laughs>
0: exactly counter attack you know yeah exactly so,
1: but you know it's also very risky to engage someone at half health so yeah it's it is. really yeah it's just like playing chicken yep yeah so so, yeah, so he takes care of that person. And then in the meantime, the person who is pinned down at the rock has been pushing. And he just like guns that guy down, no problem. Mm-hmm. And he I, hears him. This is another audio part where right. I, I could hardly
0: hear it in the video. And he's like, Yeah, right totally. On it.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure, I don't actually remember, but I'm pretty sure, again, at this point, he was prone when he gunned that person down which the second the guy that oh the guy from the rock i think he was or he was at least crouched but Mm -hmm. again it's just a just a thing to think about like if someone's about to run around a corner and you're like prone around the other end of it they're probably not gonna expect that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're probably gonna if they're prepared they'll probably have their weapon at head height and if they're not prepared Mm -hmm. they won't even be doing that so yeah
0: I don't know, man. I'm still queasy about it because uh, <laughs>
1: if
0: if they do a quick peek to assess what's going on and they gather the information that you're prone on the ground, when they, they know for a fact when they re you're going to be in that exact that's same true. spot.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas
0: if you're standing, you could be pushing, you could have strafed, you could have ran sideways. Yeah. like There's a lot of different things you could have done. And so it's, it's like that aiming thing we were talking about earlier where... You don't really have to aim if you know exactly where they're gonna be. Yeah. You know? Similarly, you don't really have to aim if you're just prone aiming at the corner of a building, like waiting for someone to come out from behind it. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Good point. It's <laughs> kind of could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so he ends up getting back into the church tower, and then he has this cool encounter where he's having a sniper battle with someone. And at about twelve fifty, it's cool. He he really takes his time and he lines up this headshot on this person. And afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, I took my time because I have a level three helmet, and there was just no way that that person was going to one shot me anyway." <laughs> and because they kept whiffing their shots, yeah. And I just I I like again. He's just he's thinking about it. He's like, "Well, you know, I looked at the situation and I figured out that overall." I have the advantage if I hold my peak, you know. Yeah. So it, again, it's just like it's next level strategic thinking there.
0: Mm-hmm. That sniper shot also went straight through a tree branch. Yeah, that, that was, clo- was sick. close to him. Yeah. And so he had a knowledge like ha- I was uncertain if he shot at that point if the bullet would go through, and he knew. So
1: yeah, um,
0: you know some some tree branches are small enough that your bullets go through them, and some aren't. And he knew that, so just another, you know, another perk of playing a lot of the game, right? Yeah, you kind of know how things behave,
1: right? Now let's talk about this next thing because I thought this was really cool. Um, At thirteen minutes thirty-seven, he's there's this person driving by on a motorcycle pretty close to the church tower, and he's doing some like someone else is actively shooting at him while mm, this happens yeah
0: right yeah they're coming from the east here right yeah
1: and it's just so cool because he like he shoots a quick burst at this moving motorcycle and then he moves and shoots another one and he keeps mm-hmm. doing this and it's just because he doesn't want this person to be able to line up a shot on him but he he still wants to get the kill Mm-hmm. and yeah
0: yeah and he does this really fast like he doesn't just stand there and spray is the point he like spray he like doesn't burst gets out of aim, moves a little ends again bursts and it happens so fast that so you don't really realize that he's being like super conservative uh but if someone was trying to snipe him they would have had a really hard time lining up a headshot because he would he was just like they would have had it lined up and then he would move right yeah. like it would have never been enough time to actually land it so yeah he kind of you have to, i think he plays with a sense of that of Okay. Well, the average person, how long is it going to take for them to line up a headshot with me? And it's exactly at that moment when I'm going to move again if I'm out in the open. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if he has to hold a position to shoot or something. So. Yeah. I love that. And it's really short. You know, I I think that watching myself, I've noticed my time window gets shorter and shorter for the amount that I'm willing to stand still. Um, and so it's all about those quick like peaks. Shoot a little bit, like a couple of bullets, quick burst. And then you're back to cover or you're moving again. Um, Yeah, we've talked a lot about that, like not getting too focused on the kill, but
1: staying alive with the movement. Yeah. Well, and so this this next point, it was definitely one of my favorite parts of the game. So at 1425, he notices that there's another person who's breached his compound. And... So, this time he jumps from the church roof into the tree and onto the next house, so he successfully makes the roof jump, which is mm-hmm. a really sweet trick by the way i I didn't know that you could do that i didn't either, yeah, yeah, so he's standing on the roof of the house next to the church, and there's so much going on in this moment there's like there's like someone west who's like driving around in a motorcycle there's someone else shooting at that person and there's like and i think they're actually it might still be the person who is originally north who's still taking pot shots at him on the roof um but it's just there's like at least two other people fighting and maybe three and there are some bullets whizzing by him mm-hmm. and he's just cool as a fucking cucumber and he's, he's just, like, dancing around. He's not standing still. And he's not really paying much attention to those people because he's got someone right next to him that he's focused on. Mm-hmm. And he even says, like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not engaging because I don't want this other guy to know that I'm here. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just it's so cool. And then mm-hmm. uh, Ad, tell us about this encounter.
0: Finally, he gets an angle on the guy. So he's up on this pitched roof. The guy's one building north of him, and he gets an angle through a south window. So the guy's, like, in a little side room of this building, this little house, and he just sprays, and he probably lands three to four bullets on the guy. The guy, he can see him exit the room, so he knows he's not going to land any more shots from his spot, and he's, he's kind of surprised that he wasn't able to kill him, but he charges off of the roof northward toward the building and goes inside the east entrance, and at this point i'm thinking like all right chaco's gonna check all of his corners he's gonna like methodically move through this building he just beelines straight to the back right room yeah like doesn't really hardly even look he looks a little bit left quick yeah and that's it he doesn't check his right corner he doesn't check his hard left corner he doesn't check like the room on the left on his way he could just like he just knows where this guy's at and i the only way I can figure that out is that he must have he heard if the guy had moved toward his side of the building toward the east side he would have heard he would the have steps it.
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: and he didn't hear it so he figured he was far side and I think the room that w- the room on the right had an open door so he just he immediately I think he just straight hip fires at the door to kind of ra- razzle him because yeah. if he's halting at this point and there's bullets coming in his door he's gonna stop he's gonna helping. cancel exactly yep. yeah yeah. And had he, he he at this point, if he had gone in there and healthed right away, he was within a second or two of finishing a first aid. Right, right. So Chaco interrupts that by just firing into the door. Then he focused he aims down sight, fires at the doorway a couple more times, and then just charges and hip fires the guy like from four feet away. Yeah, right. So he like he forces him to cancel his health. I think he did the the aim down sight fire at the doorway just in case the guy peeked mm-hmm. at this point it was kind of a pre-fire thing and he's like well he's gonna charge mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just like so many bases covered and those those moves that he played right there
1: totally so. yeah and it's mm-hmm. again it's like the psychology of it it's so next level and that's what i love about mm-hmm. it is that Chaco is so good at like intimidating people and throwing them off balance and like Mm -hmm. doing all of these, yeah, these little next level things that like make people shit their pants and make them unready to, to take the fight. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. I want to play like chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I made a note in this document that, um, I think of shroud as like, he plays like a surgeon and I think with Chaco, he's like a dancer. You know? Hmm. Like or like a figure skater. He's just he's got this like grace to the way that he plays the game, which I just mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So You know, the rest of the match is fairly paint by numbers. Like I I don't know, did you see anything else at the end of the match that, a, that really caught good your analogy.
0: eye? Not really. Yeah.
1: No, I didn't take any more notes after
0: that. He gets a couple more kills, wins the game. He incorrectly deduced some people's positions at the end, but ends up getting them anyway. And Because he wasn't close enough to hear Mm -hmm. people in the final circle. But there was one cool part where he's kind of pushing in on a guy's position unknowingly. He's like, oh, did I just see a guy? Then he's looking in the direction and a nade just comes straight up out of the direction and he kind of like tracks the nade with his cursor a little bit like oh i I wonder if it was for our benefit Mm. like just in case you guys don't see the nade (laughs) hurling through the air yeah that's a nade and now we know where they are sure enough the guy was probably prone and he like becomes vertical or crouched or something and choco's able to spray him down wasn't a large target either no he's maybe 40 meters and he's like a half-sized target uh, because of the terrain and Chaco just annihilates him with full auto with the barrel. Yeah. Isn't that, it's, it, you
1: know, impressive spray control, for sure. Good.
0: Like, good. good spray control. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> could do it, but it, not anyone can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the last kill is, you know, he chucks a bunch of stuns and guns the person down as they're running. And it, it's, I don't know, you can't tell whether the person's stunned or not. But, you know, they don't really stand much of a chance against him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that, too. The guy... He was kind of like he he throws three stun grenades, kind of covers a little angle, and the last one landed fairly close to the guy to the point where he might have been blinded yeah, for this last kill. Because when Chaco Chaco's doing like burst fire with the barrel at uh, forty meters, probably, and the guy just keeps running in a straight line, doesn't react <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which if I was blinded, that's pro- pretty much what I would do. do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, and and so I think it's just really again like there are some really impressive and flashy moments in this game, but I think <laughs> sorry. I think what you might miss if you're not if if you get too focused on the flashiness or some of his really amazing headshots or like his really, you know, impressive spray kills or something. What you might miss is just like very 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 solid circle placement and solid like risk assessment and solid like just game management just mm-hmm. you know just like remembering where people are and paying attention to the circle and um you know controlling his compounds and uh, not tunnel visioning just like all these very very basic kind of taking the long view of the game kind of things that I think Chaco does amazingly well. hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah. His his pa- my main takeaway I think is his patience and his ability to listen and kind of develop a sense of certainty in a situation mm-hmm. before he makes a move. hmm Yeah. So agreed. Yeah. I'm always just like a confused squirrel. <laughs> 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 yeah talking about
1: <laughs> i'm i'm more like a sleepy sloth you know <laughs> just like what <laughs> yeah so that that's yeah. the second installment of our watching the pros watching the streamers series mm-hmm. we will continue trying to do more of these as we get the inspiration and we've had a few after we did our shroud one we had some cool suggestions from our listeners but you know if, you, if you're if you listening to this and you do have an idea about who you'd like to see us critique on the show, then hit us up in the Discord or send us an email at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Robin, are you going to do any tactics sessions this coming week? I hope so.
0: I I Yeah, let's do it. Let's do uh, Monday night. Uh, I'll do 7 o'clock Pacific time. Give myself to... Give, give myself some time between work to get out society away from my computer for a little bit but nice. yeah i just upgraded my pc dude so i'm i'm stoked to keep playing oh that's exciting and the game finally plays like it should <laughs> <laughs> okay granted i'm pushing it at like 1440p and i want it to go higher than 90 fps etc so i have pretty high standards but yeah um, it's doing all that, and it feels great. Oh heck yeah! It, it looks awesome, oh, plays that's, awesome.
1: That's such good news. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely look forward to hearing your more in-depth assessment. You know, in your hardware episode coming up here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a here's. I think I did the math recently, and if I did, if I include both monitors and all the money I've spent on the tower. Not even like mouse and keyboard peripherals. <laughs> I spent like around twenty six or twenty seven hundred dollars on my computer at this point. Damn, <laughs> damn, dude. So, you know, I can see why people stick to the console. Um,
1: yeah, but you know, it's about ten times cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not
0: bad if you sp- if you spread out the cost over like the years after over a couple years, but yeah, then it's hard because you're always bottlenecked. It's like you have one good component, right? And <laughs> you're like waiting to buy the other ones that can match it. Well, kind of what
1: I did. And mm-hmm. we we should reiterate that this is to get decent performance in PUBG at 1440p, right?
0: Yes, And exactly. you pr- you probably
1: don't have yeah. all your settings on low either. So no, you know this. You can get much. You can get very reasonable results on this game at 1080 with a much lower rig. Because um, mathematically, fourteen forty p is it's like twice the pixels of ten eighty p. Almost, yeah. yeah so. It's like
0: eighty percent more. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, that's just a lot more work that your system has to do to crank out the same number of frames per second.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. dude, I can't wait to do a hardware. Maybe we can integrate sound into the hardware episode. Oh, that would we be should cool. Do it soon, yeah. There's a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, and we got uh, Basic Bro wants to talk about Xbox hardware as well. So. Could just have yeah. If there's any epic PC, go ahead. Yeah, just totally (laughs) epic hardware. You want to
0: do that in the same show?
1: Yeah, dude. All right. You know, as if people were getting enough hardware already.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, If there's any PC players out there who are aficionados of of rigs and parts and specs and all of that, would you know talk to us? Maybe we can have you as a guest because I'm actually I know quite a bit about just general system setup, and I know basically the Intel lineup pretty well, and also the NVIDIA lineup, but I'd fall short in knowing about what AMD is offering in terms of graphics cards and CPU. So if there's anyone out there who knows more about that, who could kind of supplement my knowledge, it might be nice to have you on the show. So hit us up.
1: Yeah, you could uh, educate us on the difference between ATI graphics cards and AMD graphics cards, because uh, there you go. <laughs> apparently I need some of that in my life. This is, uh, it's been pointed out a few times by our listeners that I indeed made a mistake on an earlier show where I thought that ATI was still around, and uh, they got bought out by AMD yeah. a long time ago. You
0: corrected me on that. I did. I was totally like, oh, right on. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. neither of us are confident on that side of things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there you go. You know, even, <laughs> even the godlike voice of Arjuna is wrong sometimes. So <laughs> take that as you will. I have been humbled. Probably will be again. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to do it for this show. Thanks for joining us. You can join us on our Discord. We have an Xbox club, a mobile club. We have our email address, we have a website, we have a Reddit, we have a we fucking should start an Instagram. Twitter, should we? <laughs> God. Smoke signals. <laughs> I'm just gonna put pictures of my cat all day. (laughs) Oh, dude, you totally should. Heck yeah. Um, So yeah, just hit us up and join our community. We have about we have about a thousand thirty people in our Discord. So, oh, and we just added custom emojis as well, which I'm proud of. They uh, they look terrible, but they're there. So, oh.
0: I, i'm still needing to be educated about that yeah but ho- hopefully they have a spiffy man emoji because that guy is awesome and lets us use his music for our show and i want to spam our discord with it so thanks yeah. spiffy man that would be my other way to thank you thank you Lots spiffy man
1: spiffy man forever
0: i guess i could make my own spiffy man emoji right? definitely it's so Something easy dude week.
1: okay it's so easy got it all right well, until next time, Arjuna out. All right, ciao guys.